Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we saw the SF90 back in the showroom. Yes, we did. We weren't really comfortable with it, were we? No, we saw it in the showroom. We saw it, we saw it at a Ferrari drive day, if you recall. We heard it start up. We sat in it. And... We weren't that taken by it. No, I looked at the angles, the lines, the indents, and it just seemed very busy. And we said, would it be a future classic? And we said it would because it was the first hybrid. The first hybrid? Well, no, La yeah, Ferrari. From La Ferrari, correct. but we're talking about a road car. Yeah, correct. So right. first first hybrid. So we we said it'd be a classic, and made, but we weren't happy with the lines. And Not, it was... A, yeah, and yeah. I think in different colours it sort of looked a bit better. I thought we saw one in uh, in Gunmetal Grey or whatever, Gunner de Fulgili or whatever it yeah, was, yeah. And, and that the looked yellow a bit better. With the Assetto Fiorano pack, the race pack. Yeah. We saw that at the track day. It didn't get to go anywhere because the battery was That's right, there was charged. something. And the guy, Paul Blake, he brought it over from Queensland. Correct. But we did see one, the, uh, the Spider version, I think, Adrian's car. Remember that track day that yep. went around a couple of times? And okay. It, it was imp- it was impressive, but we weren't impressed. Does yeah. that make sense? It does make sense. Well, that's how I felt as well. I, I think it was just too busy. The cars, you know, just the normal fine lines that the Ferraris have. I was, you know, still wasn't happy with the nose. So when we went to, they had the opportunity to go drive the Daytona. The gentleman had his SF90 there. Brand new, less than a thousand Ks. I had a closer look at the car. Isn't that? And I thought, okay, it's nice. It's nice, you know, you start to look at it a little bit different now. Also, the colour. I think that colour, because it wasn't the standard red. Yeah, it was a deeper red, A deeper red, uh, metalizzato, so it's a metallic red. Yep. And it looked actually better. It looked better, that sparkle coming through. But I agree, but that followed us. So in our rear vision mirror of a Daytona, you know, it all started to, until the gentleman said, come for a drive. That's what surprised me, that changed our respect for that car, didn't it? I will apologise now to all SF90 lovers. I have a newfound respect for that car. It is an unbelievable vehicle and wow, 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 wow. The thing is, it's way too fast, isn't it? No, but the funny thing is- It's the fastest road car. So, yeah, well, Mick, I went in it first. Right, because you, you weren't even going to go into that one stage. No, because I was in we the Daytona. Going home. I was happy with the Daytona. So he took me in this car, and I was like, I cannot believe this. It is so quick, scary quick, scary quick, but God can it hug the roads. I was The turn of speed, the stopping on a dime. This car was just super, super impressive. What about the cornering? That's what I couldn't believe. That cornering. At speed. At speed. And the Meditino has got different settings. I, I can't remember exactly what right. it was, but he had it in performance setting. So, you know, a mini track that we went on, because safe environment that we did it on. So, you know, not in on public roads, obviously. But exactly right. The Meditino, the cornering, the stability of this car was phenomenal. So much so that when I got out, I said, Mick, You've got to get in You've it. You've got to get in it. And what were your first thoughts? Well, when you got in, did you think, oh, here we go? No, well, when I got in, I thought, well, I really want to be in the driver's seat. Mm. <laughs> but no, I don't uh, think we could ask no, that question. well, that was a bit uh, bit premature, I suppose. So I said, no, no, I'll, I'll get in it. I got in it. And it is unbelievable. So I think 0 to 102.5 seconds. Ridiculous. Right. And also, it's an all-wheel drive. Okay, because of the electric motors and stuff, it's a normal drive. So that's one of the things, and not having driven, and also even if I have driven or did drive one, I don't know if I'd, I'd be able to find out how much better or different it is than the 
GDB. Yeah. Because that's rear-wheel drive. Yes, so they correct. say that that's got more engagement. But I think both of them, the engagement is at, at a high level. You've really got to be pushing it to get that engagement. And the sound from inside the cabin of that engine roaring that sounded inside inside the cabin. It was good, but outside the cabin, was, when I see you go past, or you know, I heard you go yeah. past, uh, it really didn't sound that that good. I love this analysis. I thought it sounded better than I expected. So I don't know if it's quieter. It's definitely. It's not a, a roar. It's a different sound. It is so, a different sound. Right? It's a. It's just a, a gentle grumble that's happening. But it's, it's beautiful. I, I, like I said, I was freaked out. Freaked out. That I get it. It you actually, it you know what I'm saying? I get it. And I think with a lot of these cars, it's not the 296 GDB. Yeah, we loved it. looks good. And someone said to us the other day, because we were, you know, going on about the SF90, he goes, have you driven 296 on a track? No, we haven't. And they said they've driven both. And the 296 is just as good, if, if not, not better. better. Again, because of the driver engagement, I think, with the rear-wheel drive. Look, I don't know. I see, you know, you look at these cars and you think, where are they going with this? Yeah. I mean, they're just way too good. The the thing that I'm still not sure about is that a lot of the stuff, it makes you feel like a better driver than you possibly are because of the electronic aids. I think I think you have to drive. Knowing that everyone is the average person is a average or below average race driver, let's be honest, yep. You're not profes- we're not professionals, I think you need those things in there. Otherwise, you couldn't drive these vehicles. You have to. I mean, it's a 1,000 horsepower. You couldn't drive them. The thing right. is that a 1,000 horsepower, you can mosey along at, you know, driving Miss Daisy speeds. Yeah. Or you can hammer it and it doesn't miss a beat. No, it was, it was like I said, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And, but the, the braking, the braking on yeah. a dime. Yeah, well, you see the calipers, how, how huge the calipers are. And... The other thing, you know, that day there was quite a warm day. Inside the cockpit was absolutely glorious. The engine was perfectly, you know, the temperature gauge did not, in, in a you know, 35, 36 degree day, it just held temperature. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. It, it I is, mean, the look, owner was a bit nervy, I'd say, but like, it's, it's getting too hot, it's getting too hot, let's get it at home. Yeah, well, that's true, but that was also because of the Daytona, because that was, you know, getting close to midday and the temperature was rising. But again, even the Daytona, which we spoke about, it, you know, dis- didn't miss a beat and also the temperature was spot on. So and I love that, that, that whole, amazed me. I love that whole thing about that electric motor. I think it's only 25 kilometre range, right? But everyone that owns on site, they started up at the, in the garage. No noise. No noise. Roll down the street, flicker over and off you go. Yeah. The other thing as well, which I thought that's a really good idea because, it, you know, you early morning take off or whatever. Because I used to ideal. think, what is that 25k? I mean, when are you ever going to use that? But now it all makes sense. It does. It, you use it for that. That's fine. The other thing as well, this one here, what didn't have the Assetto Fiorano pack. Because, yeah, why? Because of the lift kit. Main, that's mainly what he said is that we don't have a lift kit. So could you imagine, actually, it would be nice now to go in the Assetto Fiorano because it, it, it's slightly tweaked differently, isn't it? It's got more horsepower than the base. And it's supposed to be a bit stiffer as well, the suspension. But I think if you were going to do that, Ori, I, I really do think that you should actually go on a track yeah, 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 with no. both of them. So you do a couple of laps, or I say a couple of laps, but probably four or five to get used to the car yeah. and then get in the different ones, particularly the Assetto Fiorano pack and possibly the uh, 296 GDB. But that, you know, that track day that we saw, the Assetto Fiorano SF19 going through, when the gentleman there, a mate of ours, got out that was driving it, 
he goes, oh, this is mind-blowing. It didn't actually, I didn't understand what he, I was like, oh, yeah, thinking. We understand I, it now. I get it now by being a passenger. Exactly. That is it to Fjord Arnold must be mind-blowing. It yeah. must be. It's interesting that even, you know, the guy that we had the SF90 with, even he was saying it's still not a track car. Not, yes. Yeah, well, no, I liked his little, when he talked about the GT3, the 911 that he owned. The, the cup G- car. Yeah, the so cup he, car, the he, GT3 he, cup car. What did he say again? How did he explain it all? That, that is a proper track car. The cup one? Yeah, the cup one. So uh, I can't remember how he explained it. But but it, your GT3 RS yeah. is a road car tr- and you're trying to be a track car. Correct. So even he was saying, and he's raced these cup cars. So we're not talking about someone that, you know, has just done it like we do. Yeah, one, what is the difference? Lap. We asked him and he said there's a huge difference. A huge difference. So even though you've got a GT3 RS that's got a half roll cage and you can use it on the track and use it for yeah. daily driving, he reckons it's chalk and cheese between that and the 911 cup car. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, wherever we twist and turn, we still go back to what are you going to use this for? Yeah, so that SF90, thinking about that and talking about that, not uh, the GD3 RS, imagine the SF90 in Target Tasmania. Well, I could you? Well, I don't think you could. I think it's got too much power. Well, it's not only too much power, I think the overhangs at the front. Particularly on some front, of those roads, you're going to be you're going to be destroying the front end. Yeah, I think you're because right. you know it, it is low to the ground. So you know, without the lift kit, of course, you know, getting into your speed humps or driveways or things like that. And even he said, without that lift kit, he wouldn't be able to get in and out of his driveway. Yeah. So you you still have to use that on decent roads. So with all this. Explain it to me, like, because I haven't done too much research on the new ones, and we talk all about the classics constantly. So, does this need cam belts? Was it chains? I, does I the engine come out? Stay in. Uh, we well, that I you don't know. What know. happens with these ones? Do they are they like the old ones? No, they would. They would be on chains. So be on chains. Yeah, I'd say be on chains, but don't quote us on this stuff. Yeah, no, no, we, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. is it a three year? Oh no, with chains you don't have to. Correct. No, they. Uh, I think they might wear out after a fair few years, but normally you don't change. So I think that's why I think you don't actually have to do as much to them as the old ones. A la when you buy a new Ferrari now, it's that seven year warranty or seven years free servicing. So that would be, you know, just fluids and things like that. No no major stuff has to happen. I wonder if the engines do have to come out. I think on the SF ninety did say that I think it's seven year warranty but five years either you know, stipulated servicing, fixed servicing, or free servicing. It didn't marry up between the warranty and the servicing right? for a couple of years. And he said, well, that's a bit odd. You know, why didn't they just make it marry up? And the only thing, you know, we talk about this car being a classic, and not it's not just the SF90, but all these hybrids. What happens when the battery in 100 years' time, 70 years' time, needs to be changed or replaced? Mean, is that... Easy, doable, can yeah. you? Well, I suspect, That's the only thing I don't like. Yeah, I suspect that by the time that comes up, they'll be recycling these things. They'll be, but, you know, chalking. I, yeah, sorry to cut yeah. you off. Agree. But let's look at the LaFerrari battery that would be in there. In the development and technology would have been so far advanced that they much rather don't even make those bigger size batteries that fit a LaFerrari or an SF9. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I now do. Now much probably it's going to be the size of a bloody mobile phone. Yeah, but I think it's similar to the older cars 
when they run out of parts. They end up making them or they'll get a special order or or there'll be new old stock around that you've got to go and search. That's but the that only thing you. that I would be well, a watch out for We should research me. that a little yeah. bit, I think, and find out. But it doesn't seem like it deters people from buying these things because they no, get sold out. No, but you'll also be not – actually, this is something else, I don't know if we could email Ferrari, right? But Ferrari, with the classic department, right? can make any part for you. And when you want to send it back to Ferrari to be rebuilt... They'll do it. They'll do it. Don't worry. Any part of any vehicle. But these these ones here, I wonder if that's going to happen in the future with Classic and things like that. With that technology, batteries and things like that, they're not... Yeah, and not only that, those batteries and a lot of the equipment in the car doesn't come from Ferrari. That's right. You know, just like the airbags or something else, they come from different suppliers. So it's not like a part that Ferrari just says, yeah, we'll manufacture it for you. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, what guarantee have I got with my SF90 being classiqued in 35 years' time? Yeah, that, that is interesting. I'm not, I'm not sure, but we can find out that, I suppose. We can ask around. What is the classique ruling? Because it doesn't have to be 30, 35 years? Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, classique ruling, how old is is the F40? They'll go and do a... That's classique. How old is uh, 1988. Okay, so... Mid-80s. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I wonder how – I reckon there'll be like a minimum age. But one day this is going to be able to be classic, you would have thought. Okay, so for example, if someone had uh, – you're saying if someone had an SF90, could you take it back to the classic department to repair it if it had been through a damaged mm. – damaged? Yeah. I don't know. Probably not. You'd have to go through the normal registered crash repairers or mm. something. That's anyway. a, so that's my only watch out on these hybrids. And and the new Porto Sangue, is that got is that just petrol? Yeah, that's normally aspirated. Okay. Can you believe that? Normally aspirated. V V twelve. V twelve normally aspirated. Can't believe Front it. Front engine. And they reckon they've you know stopped uh, taking orders for it. Well, that, there's the other thing. You can't even order an SF ninety. No, because the two nine six is out. And I think is it finished being ordered? I so think- so the books are closed for the SF ninety and the spider. And the Assetto Fiorano. So they're the three versions of SF90, yeah? Yep. Now all you can order is 296 GDB. And Assetto Fiorano on that. Yes. And I think there's a GT, a GT car. That you yes, can there order. is a GT car. That's it. So, you know what? Those, those SF90s are going to go up in fact. I get it now. I get it. Yeah. So would you, would you buy one? So... Okay, so the first time when we critiqued the car, we were maybe a bit harsh. I would have said no. Uh, Absolutely. After going in it, oh, yeah, I'll get it. I'll get one. I'd want one in my garage. Okay. 100%. When you say you'd want one in in your garage, what would you do with it? Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Because it's not a Sunday cruiser. It's not a Sunday cruiser. I mean, you can, you know, use it as a Sunday cruiser, but it's not a Sunday cruiser. Well, And I don't want to take it on the track. Well, you have to take it but on the track. it's not a track car. Yeah, it's not a track car. That's why I'm asking. I said, so if you had it in your garage, is it just because, you know, you you could? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, but I'm thinking if I had that, what would I do with it? See, to me, and again, I haven't driven either of them, I'd rather the 296 GTB. It just seems like a smaller package a little bit more, I won't say refined because this this is unbelievably refined, but I just think it's a it's a car that you can throw around a bit more. However, when we went and we were passengers, I mean, that was unbelievable. 
I mean, just the speed, and not only that, we were taking it reasonably easy because yeah. it had it's still getting run in. He's only done a thousand k, so he's limiting the revs. Mm. But it just flies. What, eight speed gearbox. It's like eight gears. Yeah, eight speed. I think. <laughs> just I was like, look, wow. And I, I think you're right. You need, you know, like we said before, you need all those driver aids to be able to drive it. Well, otherwise you couldn't. You got a thousand horsepower on tap. And it's all wheel drive. I think. I think the next thing for us, though, Ori, is we definitely have to drive one of these things, and also drive the two nine six. Yeah, but it can't be you know just go round the block. Actually, we should ask your son, who was you know filming us that day for the podcast for the Daytona, because he spent most of the day in the SF ninety in slow because we got caught in a bit of a traffic jam. Wonder what it was like. Well, he said to me, this is off the record. I mean, he had air conditioning. This is off the record. We didn't. The air conditioning was fine. Inside the car was absolutely fine. But he said, he got out of the car. He goes, it's a, it's an, uh, I don't know how many levels above what anything he's been in. And he said, but why do you need that car? Okay. I mean, that was his comment. Why do you yeah. need that car? And I, I said, well, that's a good question. But number one is because you can. Number one. Two, it's the latest thing that they brought. But I think, like I said, where would you use it? You know, do we use? Do you use an older Ferrari more than the? I don't know. It all depends. Look, a lot of these cars. Some people track them, some don't. We know there's owners that do different things with their cars, right? And everyone to themselves. There's no right or wrong on what you do to it. But I suppose the beauty about having that case, if you just want to take it for a drive, you You can. Something drive, you can. You want to take it to the track. You can. You want to go straight line racing? You can. I suppose there's no, there's no nothing it can't do. Maybe is the answer. Yeah. And even a rally, I think on decent, decent roads, you could take it on a rally. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. So- well, there would have been a few that done the high, uh, high country and stuff like that for the uh, Ferrari seventy fifth. That's correct. You know, yeah, SF90s they did, they did three there. days that they went, or even to Targa Tasmania. There's, uh, they took the first three days they went over. So. You know, yeah. and the two nine sixes will do that. So, yeah, look, each to their own. Each to their own. I would definitely have one in my garage. Is All the right. answer. So, if you have one in your garage, I don't need it in mine because I'll come and use you yours. Borrow mine. I use yours. No. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. Like always, you can catch us uh, on at mickandori at gmail and also look at the YouTube and our Instagram page. But remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.